1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. We now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Caltus Show. Eight forty-six of the Mike Calton Show. It's one zero two five. The Bone. At uh, the top of the hour, from your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're going to talk to Sean Murphy Bunting for the first time. He'll join us in the program. He's got a charity event happening in the Tampa Bay area that you can attend. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on. There's also a rumor that there was a very big-name celebrity that's going to be there. Mm. Why not? Mm. Mike Kelta. No, no. Oh. Another big celebrity. Uh, we've been talking about this documentary, uh, Aerial Phenomenon, which you can find online at aerialphenomenon.com. Uh, you can go watch the uh, previews like we did uh, over on YouTube, and you'll be amazed by it. The director of that uh, documentary, Randall Nickerson, joins us on the program now. Randall, how are you, sir? Great. Good morning, Mike. Is uh, is great to talk to you. We have uh, we talked about this for Spanish. Told me about it a while ago, and we had a couple conversations about it. And then finally, I watched the uh, trailer, and it is it is pretty amazing. There's sometimes when you watch uh, something, you go, "Well, this is garbage." And you watch it, and right away, you know this is garbage. And then there's sometimes you walk away, and you go, "Well, there's no way that this can't be real." What, how do you learn about mm. it first? Uh, I learned about it uh, through. Uh, the- Dr. John Mack at Harvard University. He had been, he had just gotten over there and interviewed those children and uh, showed me when I got back and I was just fascinated. And I was like, wow, what happened to them? Now, now let me, let me explain. Something really, yeah, yeah, let me explain to our audience. I had been talking about it earlier, sure. so, but for a new uh, audience, this is a story about these children in Zimbabwe who. Uh, uh, or say that a, a man in in some sort of spaceship came down and spoke to them telepathically and lectured them on things about pollution and other things that could be harming the earth and then left and uh, uh, several people saw the light and what could have been the ship and then in the documentary you go back and track these kids down and bring them all together and now the, the psychiatrist is brought in to talk to them and interview them because uh, he walks away and says these kids are telling the truth, and it blows everybody's mind to the point where he's starting to get shunned about it. Correct. Yeah. Good and, job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is is really uh, it's really amazing because I think now with with this day and age where everybody's got a handheld 4K uh, ultra video camera in their hand at all times, we're seeing more and more pictures of what have been called ufos in the past and some of them are easily being identified as drones but then some of them are gone we have no idea what this is and the fact that we're able to see so much makes us believe stories like this and when you got a guy who's a harvard educated psychiatrist going over there and coming back and saying no these kids are telling the truth uh that's when it really lends credence to the whole thing and it makes this documentary so interesting yeah yeah it takes it takes people down that road you know the road of uh the human journey uh, of running, having an experience like this, um, you know, if they ha- it has been talked about for many years, as you probably know, um, and it's not till recently with all the, the military and our basic, you know, our sensors are getting better and everything's getting better, and we're starting to see these things and say, what are they? Um, when you're mm-hmm. when you're doing the research and you're talking about it, one of the things that came up organically on the show we were talking about it is uh, I grew up I went to Catholic school and there's there's a story about these kids and uh, Fatima 
where they believe that the Virgin Mary came to them and mm-hmm. would speak to them, would only speak to the kids. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Three kids. Yeah, is that that what, what happened here in Zimbabwe? Does that come up in the documentary at all? Uh, not about Fatima, Fatima or anything like that, because I couldn't really compare it to that. I, I mean, it's it's interesting on in that respect, but uh, I, it was such a unique um, thing. And, and what these children, what was shared with these children, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them, uh, was what we were doing uh, to the planet and where we were, but not giving us any solutions to figure it out, you know? Do you think, the, a theory is uh, on Reddit that Spanish was telling me, is do you think there's a possibility that the kids give any indication that this person that spoke to them is, in fact, uh, a human person from the future trying to come back to warn them? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, that's it's one of the many theories. I mean, don't, we don't exactly know who these people are exactly, you know? And and whether they're from the future or whether they're just out in our galaxy, um, I mean that's a really good question. Do any of these? What's kids, the dynamics of this? You know. Yeah. Do any of these kids have any uh, health issues? Um, some did at the time of the event. You know, just a couple of kids, as it would be normally in a high school uh, or primary school. Um, right. But no. Not that I'm aware of from the incident. No. Yeah. I know, I'm trying to see if there's any, any uh, you know, uh, effects that we need to worry, worry about. Uh, well, I think the biggest effect was it blew their worldview apart, you know, like their idea of what their world was, what was supposed to be in their world, for one, because that what they saw wasn't supposed to exist. Yeah. Um, so I think more like and it also in, in, in by seeing that um, possibility. You know, that's the one thing their parents, these kids' parents would say, was, you know, that it gave their minds the idea that anything was possible. Hmm. That was one of the positive aspects. What um, what, what about, uh, let me ask you, so for, for naysayers and people who come in, I and I like to be that guy too, my first thought is, sure. what do these kids have to gain and clearly it wasn't a kid's prank. They'd have to be put up to it by adults at that age. So what do they have to gain? Exactly. And and, and the, I would think that a psychiatrist would uh, be easy to pick that apart if there was something there that they were being uh, uh, you know taught by adults to do this. Sure. And even if they did, you're not paying them tons of money from this documentary. I mean, like, what's the what's the upside to that? I I don't see an upside no. at all. I never have. You know, and I've, I went through into the skeptical Um and, you know, the more interviews I saw, the BBC, he was super skeptical. He was the first one to interview those children and the adults around the area. And he was super skeptical. He's like, are you sure this wasn't a helicopter? Mm-hmm. Are you sure this wasn't the military? And good for him. Mean, exactly. Those are the questions you want to ask. Right. When something is so bizarre. Well, um, you know, I, I, I went to but nobody Catholic had school. anything to gain that I see. You did, right. yeah, yeah. I went to Catholic school for all these years, and uh, it wasn't until my adult life where I was like, "Wait a second, maybe Jesus wasn't walking on water. Maybe he was a guy who had a jet ski uh, from a different planet." You know, I mean, that's <laughs> very sorry, likely. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, all these things that you could think that this long-haired hippie that was floating around preaching peace 
uh, was a guy who just happened to have technology that these people didn't understand and uh, uh, you know was able to sure. multiply uh, loaves of bread because he had a bread maker. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but I mean, you have to think about right. all these things. And I think the most yeah, important makes a difference. Yeah, and the most important thing in a movie and a documentary when you look at these kids is to think what do what do they have to gain by lying? What is the prank? Twenty years later, if this documentary would have been about them pulling off the greatest pranks a kid ever pulled off, that would be great. But there's nothing here. I mean, these yeah. kids are emotional. Uh, some of them have kept it a secret. It's it's really interesting to watch because it really leaves you feeling like it, this is a true story. Yeah, I, that. Thanks. I, I and I I have to hand it to all those people that came forward. A lot of people did not. You know, they wouldn't want to go on camera um, because they didn't want ridicule or whatever the reason was. But they all told me the same story, even behind the, you know, without the camera there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it. I mean, it's it had me fascinated enough to put forth. Uh, I have a question. In your research and t- uh, talking to all these kids, did you uncover or find any other phenomenon or other instances like this that happened? Oh, along- and he's gone forever. Oh. You didn't like your question. Too no. much information. Yeah. Yeah. Off. Wow. Too much information. Oh, man. Well, you know what? It worked out anyway because he was late. And now we have to take another break because Sean Murphy Bunting's on a call. So let's take it. But Carmen, if you could explain to him that we're running late now anyway uh, if he calls back. But uh, the movie is called Aerial Phenomenon. It is available at aerialphenomenon.com to watch. It's a very good documentary. You can go watch uh, the trailer on the website. You can watch the trailer on YouTube, wherever you want. And uh, you can see that this is a really a really interesting story about a possible alien visitation. And then it leads you with the questions. Why would they come? Why Zimbabwe? Why these kids? Why? And then the effect that it has on them in the future to go back and, and 20-something years later and go through it again. And and uh, talk to them and find out if they were lying. What is the benefit of them lying? Um, to, yes. Oh, sorry, Mike, but our other guest is on the hotline. Sean Murphy Bunting's on the hotline. Yeah, he already called, he called early. All right, let's talk to him. All then. right, <laughs> let's talk to him. Uh, Sean. Yes, sir. How are you doing, pal? I don't know. What do I call? I want to call you SMB. I want to call you. First of all, who screwed up the last name thing? You have hyphenated na- names have got to be a pain in the ass to put on a jersey. They're not too bad. I mean, mine fits, so it works. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting is... Now, did they give you... Are you off today from camp? How's that work out? Yes, sir. This is an off day. This poor guy was like, I got one day off. I got to get up and call these idiots in the morning. Uh, Sean has a charity event that I'm going to tell you about that is coming here uh, to the Tampa Bay area that you'll be able to come out. Do you do you love it here in Tampa? I mean, do you, you got to imagine for you coming here and having such a great uh, start to your career with the Super Bowl. Uh, but but as far as the area, you're like, are, are you digging living here? Oh, I love Tampa, man. It's hot all the time. Um, the people here. Um, it's a good scenery, so I mean, I, I enjoy it. I'm from Michigan, so I'm used to you know being cold and having seasons change all the time. So um, I've definitely gotten used to the weather and used to uh, you know the environment down here. See, you're in you're in great shape, uh, superstar, Super Bowl champion athlete. I have to walk to the mailbox and I sweat from going to the mailbox back to my house. So <laughs> I I don't love the heat, but I think about. Uh, I think about you guys and what it must be like to be out there practicing in this weather. Has got to be insane. Man, you're not. And it definitely is hot. The worst part is when you walk out. 
and uh, you see that the flag's not moving because, you know, there's no wind. <laughs> heat. That's, that is the absolute truth. When when uh, you're playing on this uh, on this team and you have Tom Brady as your quarterback and then you find out that he's retiring, I mean, how how disappointing was that for a couple of days? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tom's been playing a game for a long time. So, um, you know, for us, I mean, it's just really just a matter of time is when he wants to hang it up, you know. So none of us can really um, say or know how long he's going to play or, or when he's going to retire or anything like that. So obviously hearing it, you know, initially you're like, oh, man, like, he, you know, he's done now. Um, it's that time and stuff like that. So, um, you know, you're just thinking about just different scenarios on who you're going to have and what's going to happen and what's out going to be, but... Um, ultimately, I feel like, you know, whoever the Bucks bring in or whoever um, we have, you know, we're just going to have to roll with them and, and play ball. Where were you when you found out that he was coming back? Uh, I believe I was in California training. Um, and then I, I I don't even really have social media anymore. So I heard the news through um, one of the friends that I was with. Cause he got an update uh, from ESPN on his phone. So. Uh, why don't you have social media? Too many jerk-offs? Uh, nah, man. I just, you know, I just kind of separate my personal life from my, from my um, social media life and, and try to, um, you know, just live every day. Like, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't really try to use any type of false reality. You know, I just try to enjoy my time with the people I'm around um, and kind of go from there. You may be one of the most level-headed athletes we ever had on this show. Uh, this is uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. <laughs> no, so do we. From your uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, we were just saying, I don't know what it's like for you as an athlete, but it's that Sunday after Super Bowl is miserable. Like it's a lot of us have to find the new reason to go on. I, I mean, like you wake up and you're like, oh, this weekend sucks now. So the idea that we are about to go into uh, you know football again is so exciting for fans and so many people uh, i i'm sure for you work-wise it's the same but i don't know as a, as a football fan if you go through the same thing um i mean yeah i mean once the season ends for us you know it's kind of a, uh, a decompress like a debrief type of thing um yeah obviously however the season ended whether you ended on the loss or a win um you know you kind of sit there and, and you you know relish on the season and, and how it went um, i know for me uh, personally, I kind of um, debrief again like that last week after the Super Bowl ends, and then uh, I kind of get right into you know training, whether it's just light training, whether it's uh, I don't really use the football too much in that first like month or so um, after training, and it's just kind of rehabbing my body and getting back to um, you know feeling feeling healthy and feeling good. It's the difference between a a, a good player and a dominant player and somebody who. Uh, I mean that's when that's what an animal does in the off season just keep working out and keep going and and that's what a great career comes out of that. Uh, this is Sean Murphy Bunting that joined us. So how frustrating is it for you when you're injured and you have to sit on the sidelines for all those weeks? Yeah, I mean it's definitely definitely frustrating. Something I'm really not used to or wasn't used to um, because you know my whole career I played and I've never really been hurt, um, especially enough to be sitting out of a game or anything like that. So. Um, you know, getting hurt last year was definitely a, a big-time thing for me um, as far as my mental and just making sure that uh, I could stay in it and stay in the game, obviously, without playing and stuff like that. So it, it, weighed, a, it weighed a lot on me. Um, but, you know, luckily I had the family around me that you know I could support on and, and lean on for that type of thing. When they bring in uh, Richard Sherman, 
Is there any part of you that gets insecure and gets nervous, or are you all like, oh, man, now I get to learn from a veteran? Of course not. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's at the end of the day, it's a business. You know, and I, I think um, for us, you know, we want to win at all costs, and, and, and we want to play football at, at a high level. So, um, you know, bringing in Richard, obviously, um, he was going to allow us to do that. Um, and as a young, you know, younger corner, you get to pick his brain, you get to pick his knowledge and things that, um, he relishes on the things that he does great and things that, you know, he might not do as good. So um, he was really good at, you know, giving back feedback and giving back information and making sure that, um, you know, all the guys are ready to go when their number was called. That's great. When when you're injured for that amount of time, are you still around the facility? Are you still around the guys? Or are you just kind of feel like you're on an island by yourself because everybody else is, you know, in the season preparing for games each week? What What is that like? Um, I would say it's half and half, honestly. You know, I mean, you know, I would wake up and go to treatment and uh, go to meetings and go to uh, rehab and workout and things. But, you know, once you get home, it, it, it does kind of feel uh, like you are on the island, you know, because you're not participating, you know, with them. You're not playing. You're not running the plays. You're not uh, on the field with them. So it definitely feels a little different. Um, but that's where, like, the support system and the family comes into play where, you have the right people around you. They make sure that you stay kind of level-headed and stay in the game and, and not get down to yourself because you can't play. So uh, luckily, you know, I was able and still am able to have that type of support system on my side. Now you do. You have a solid support system because your mom is such a good mom that she's become like the team mom for the entire team. Yes, sir. That's great because I, I like my mom a lot too, but I don't want her hanging around my work every day. <laughs> You, you you really have to have a good relationship with your mom. Definitely, no. Me and my mom have a really good relationship. Um, you know, it's been like that since I was a kid, since I played you know, little league, high school, college. So um, she definitely thrives in that position of just being able to, um, like I said, be a support system for a player or, or me or whoever it may be. Um, and and she's about her business to where she gets things done. If you need her to get something done, she's gonna get it done. What did you uh, What did you buy your mom when you became rich? What did I buy my mom? Um, um, you know, I put some bluster in her account, gave her some money in her account, uh, made sure she had a nice place to stay, um, a car, a vehicle. Um, so just the things that I feel like most guys do to take care of their parents, take care of the people that they love. Um, do you need a big brother by any chance? Do you need somebody, <laughs> need a big old wise brother to take care of you? <laughs> hey, man, I got five brothers. Oh, uh, three older brothers and two younger brothers. What do they do? Are they like, well, now no matter how successful we are, we're never going to be as cool as the guy who plays for the for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean they're all you know they're all doing their own thing. Uh, my oldest brother was in the military. Uh, my brother under him worked you know for Chrysler, uh, and then same with the other the other two under my oldest brother worked for Chrysler, and my younger brother um, is a real estate agent. He actually sold uh, my houses and you know, help me purchase other houses. And then um, my youngest brother is a baseball player. Wow. Oh, this is there's some good DNA in your family. This is Sean Murphy Bunting from yeah. your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now let's talk about this uh, stepping into a uh, this is uh, this is a charity event stepping into a new season, uh, an evening of fashion and football, which is happening at Neiman Marcus. Now, this is raising money for successfuljocks.org which is also where you can get your uh, tickets and information on the charity. But this is this sounds like something that is very confusing to me. I'm going. I'm going to this event. So is Gio. Mm. And 
But here's like we went to a thing where Brady was at uh, a couple weeks ago, and they were like, "Dress nice, but wear sneakers." And I'm like, and "Now you're confused. What do I wear to this? Tell me what to wear so I don't look like a fool." Because I feel like it's going to be a high fashion thing. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think some people are going to wear uh, high fashion with some sneakers. I mean, for me personally, I'm going to um, probably not not wear nothing too crazy, but. Um, Wear something casual, wear something simple, um, but still, you know, have have a little flavor and some swag to it. Yeah, but you've given me no help. I know. I'm a 50-year-old white guy. I've got no flavor and swag. I have to go to my 15-year-old son and go, flavor and swag me up. i got to find the swag. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, it's hard for me to tell somebody else what to wear. (laughs) Wear what's comfortable for you. Maybe you you can come by and pick something out of my closet for me. Just lay an outfit out. That would be wonderful. I just don't want us to walk in and Sean goes, oh, there's those guys yeah. right away. <laughs> right you away. know, like, yep, those are the ones they're talking to. I can tell by the, what they're wearing. It's a, hey, man, it's a judgment-free zone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we went to uh, Mike Evans' charity event, and I took my son there. My son's 15, and he wore, I wore, like, a suit jacket and a button-down shirt and, like, jeans, like, black Ooh. jeans or whatever, and I was like, I'm cool. I'm cool, old dad. My son wore... This ridiculous green button-down shirt with these weird pants and a beanie hat, and I go, "You can't go like that." Meanwhile, he fit in totally perfect. Yeah. Looked like Mike yeah. Evans looked at him and goes, "Man, you look good." And I was like, "How is this even possible?" I don't know what's going on. Uh, but look, that's, that's not the, man. Yeah, I got. There's a certain point. I'm. I, I sometime in my early 40s, I looked around and I went, "I got to take my earrings out." You just get to that point where you realize it's over for you. Uh, this is happening. Uh, it's it's happening. It's a uh, football, fashion, and food Sunday, August 14th, from 5 to 8 p.m. It's happening at ne- Neiman Marcus. You can get the tickets at successfuljocks.org. You can find out information about the charity. Uh, all the proceeds are going to go to Successful Jocks to help make a difference in the lives of student athletes. Now, now, what when you say student athletes, what uh, who, who are they helping? Uh, uh, you know, underprivileged kids or just actual athletes because they don't get to do anything, they don't get to work or anything. Um, I would say honestly, you know, uh, it's a big uh, demographic as far as student athletes, underprivileged athletes. Uh, whatever it may be, you know, I think um, the main goal is just helping student-athletes become better people at, at the end of the day and giving them more resources to be successful. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just how it's, how it's been the entire um, last few years that we've really been doing, uh, you know, our events and doing our charity work is just being able to provide another support system and being able to um, give kids an opportunity that, um, you know, they may have not been given before. You are clearly somebody who has that in your background. Your your mom, as we know, is a support system for you, and it makes a difference in the in the world of any student athlete. Uh, certainly allows some of these kids with the talent to go on to live their full careers out and live their dreams out like you are. But many of these kids don't have that opportunity, so I think it's great that you do this and that you acknowledge that that's there and are willing to help these kids out. Um, I, I have a son who is fifteen and plays football, and he is now looking at colleges and all that stuff and had i you know had he not had the family he wouldn't know how to do any of this stuff he would not have had the opportunity yeah, so I, I think it's great that you after you've already succeeded uh still w- w- are willing to go back and help people out and anybody here who wants to contribute can go to successfuljocks.org and there you can buy tickets for the event it is happening on sunday august 14th now uh do you know other people that might be there with you that you can say yet um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say yet. I think she's gonna, uh, 
you know, release the names and people on our social media account when the time is given. But um, there definitely will be um, other players on, you know, on my team and, and, and different people throughout this uh Mm-hmm. People that we've come in contact with and, and things like that. So. I've ser- I've heard some. I won't say it either because you don't want to. But I've heard some a really a lot of big names, but a really big name. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I, I appreciate you getting up and coming on the show. I want to wish you the best of luck this season. We're huge fans. We can't wait to get out there and see football again this season. And uh, we we are certainly in the right position to win another Super Bowl, and I hope that uh, hope that happens for you and the rest of the team, my man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Thank you, and it's Thank a pleasure to have you on the show. No. Take it easy. There you go. Sean Murphy Bunting right. from your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, SuccessfulJocks.org is the website address. These events, we, we were kidding around. I, I have to tell you that I've been to several of them. I dress the way I'm going to dress as a normal human being and always fit in and look fine. I don't look like I have swag or style, but no. I fit in among everybody. You don't have to feel stupid. I'm always making jokes. I think you wear, like, a suit. Uh, maybe not black or gray, but if you do, a pop of color, nice yeah. pocket square. Accessory. throw a hat on, yeah. yeah. Put, yeah, put yeah. some accessories. Isn't that the flavor? Get some uh, yeah. deer antlers. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, Bobby says you, you peacock. Yeah, you peacock. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe not bring Geo because I think he might be bringing you down. Uh, to be honest, so you him. say Geo is wow. not a good. Fan. He's not a good accessory. He's the second part of Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Can't wait to go. Uh, Thank you. Good times. Uh, Happy Monday. Happy. The event is happening on Sunday uh, at Neiman Marcus. Make sure you uh, go to successfuljocks.org to get the information about the charity and uh, tickets if you want to go. When could we say? I mean, I kind of know who the, who the some of the people are, but I don't want to say anything. If he didn't say it, I don't want to yeah. get in trouple. Well, one of them is friends. One of those friends are Martha Stewart. Oh. She's got a lot of friends. I tons. Yeah. Oprah yeah. Winfrey's going to be there. No. There's rumors. I mean, you can say there's rumors of people. I mean, you know, also yeah. Ice Cube is going to be in town that day. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be over there for the big three mm, finals. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying right now. Yeah. Uh, Maybe great. we could like snoop around and find out if we what? pay attention. Oh yeah. Snoop uh, I'm not much of a snooper. <laughs> oh, okay. My dog. Um, I got to walk the dogs. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what a good guy. What a good level head on his shoulders. Yeah. Man. Good for him. All right. We got to take a break now. We've gone. We've gone too long. Did the alien guy call? Back? He did try, but I can't pick up the phone while well, well, you're on the phone. On the phone yeah. Yeah. That, I think the beeping was yeah. him trying well, to no, call, call yeah. waiting. Yeah. No, 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 no. That oh, wasn't no. that wasn't on ours. That was on his end. So someone was trying to call him. Uh, uh, yeah. Because gotcha. trust me, I yeah. heard a beep and I was like, what is going on? How did they pre-do <laughs> I, this? I thought he swore and you had <laughs> to put a new button in there. I was yeah. like, what's going on? Wow. I heard the beep and then my computer told me it was nine o'clock and I'm like, what's going on? There's too much noise. <laughs> It's 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to panic. Robots have finally taken over. I can't believe I didn't start the show by telling the story, but I had a major incident happen yesterday that almost resulted in me shooting somebody oh, oh. in the streets of Tampa. Damn. I can't believe like, I didn't open the show with this. Streets with a Z. Like this weekend? <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday. I'm going to tell you what that is. It involved fighting, me getting cut. And I almost uh, shot somebody in the middle of the Tampa streets, and I don't know how I've suppressed this information till the 9 o'clock hour. I just, it was a very traumatic experience. And I'm not joking. I'm not building. I'm telling you the exact truth. I'll tell you exactly what happened. And maybe there were witnesses because it was in a popular area. Oh, you definitely have swag now. Oh, man, yeah. Streets. 
Like, hey, what if I, well, I would say, what if I would have shot and killed somebody? Then they'd oh, be like, hey, don't bring yeah. that guy. Yeah. Too much swag. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll tell you about the whole incident when we come back. It's a Mike Caldas show. This is